Hello and welcome to Table for Five with no reservations. Take a seat at the table for a fresh, sweet, salty, tart, and pleasantly bitter conversation. Thank you for taking a seat at the table. Tonight, we are going to be talking about work, work, work. Why you choose to work or was it a choice? What we are doing right now with balancing work or staying at home. <laughs> Tonight, I have Jen Dunn from Vancouver, British Columbia. Hello. Kim McIsaac from Boston, Massachusetts. Hi. Jamie Ramos from Denver, Colorado. Hello. Rachel Flanagan from St. Paul, Minnesota. Hey, everybody. And myself, Tabitha Cabrera from Phoenix, Arizona. So, Jamie, do you want to start us out with kind of your path in this department? <laughs> yes. So on one of the other podcasts, I talked about how I used to nanny and babysit a lot. So it was always kind of my plan to be home with my kids in the beginning. I think it's also that thing my mom always worked throughout my childhood, whether from home or out of the home. So I never had like that stay at home parent all the time and nothing bad, like, but I just wanted to be different. I wanted to be home with my kids in the beginning. So that was the plan. When my son came, I had graduated from film school a couple years prior. My plan was always kind of like stay at home in the beginning and then jump back in, or at least try staying at home. I did go back to work. I was working at a restaurant before that. And then when I was pregnant. And so when he got to, I think about six months old, I decided to go back to the restaurant and that actually really did help me. It was just a couple nights a week, but I had some postpartum depression and getting out of the house in a way really, really helped me as my son was getting older and things were kind of more difficult and he wasn't sleeping. I couldn't even imagine really working. I started nannying again. I, I nannied for a family and then I just still to this day do really odd jobs. Like I sew patches on best. I've done cleaning. I babysit other people's children in my home sometimes, whatever I can do to contribute to the family. But I've, I haven't worked out of the home really in quite some time with a consistent daily job. And I think now for me, it's the fact that like, I don't have that option to not be at home. I have to be at home to take my son to therapies, to be there if something goes wrong at school, to pick him up. And if I did work, it wouldn't equal out with the cost of getting a daycare or whatever specialized thing I would have to put my son in or even just a regular daycare for my daughter. So now I feel a bit stuck in life. I feel like even though it was my intention to stay home, I mean, I always thought, well, if I don't like it, I can do something else. But now I feel like a lot more stuck because autism came in our lives and that changes a lot of things, I think for a lot of people. So that's where I'm currently at. Which is hard. It's hard to balance, like, especially the dollars. I feel like, like, how are you going to have your kids? And for our kids, we can't necessarily choose a specific daycare. You have to make sure that they know what they're doing with our kids, especially. I think too, it was like the career, like I was in filmmaking and it's not the most lucrative career or if it is and you hit it good, you're working like 12 hour days all the time. It's not conducive to a family life whatsoever. So for me, it's like, I can't really have a career in what I studied in. And so anything else, it would be like, well, I'm just working to pay for daycare. I'm just working to pay for this. It's better for me right now in my life to stay home with my son and manage the things that I need to manage for him. Yeah. What about you, Rachel, and your life choices in this department? I would say I'm pretty similar to Jamie in the sense that I, well, I had a plan. (laughs) 
I had a plan. It did, this is not, this is not it. I'm not living that plan. I was in small business and I really liked management, like building policy and seeing that through and motivating and inspiring people to do more each day. I had a great deal of fulfillment in that. So I just wanted to be a mom that showed my daughter what accomplishing could look like. That was the plan. Uh, and I started doing that when she arrived, we adopted Celie and I took like a standard maternity leave and went back pretty part-time after that because we had a couple of days covered. And over the course of time, I changed jobs to make the hours more applicable to Celie's erratic sleep schedule. And then, you know, it just evolved to where there was not part-time enough or I could not be reliable enough to be there. So right now I stay home. And I don't know if it ever worked harder, whether she's in school and being cared for for those hours or not. I am managing so much to make sure that our present moment is handled and that we've got like a sustainability and a, I don't know, we're in a crisis right now. So like, it's really a lot of today. I just did a whole evaluation on the phone. I would not have been able to do evaluation of my special needs daughter and then go to a four hour shift of any job. It just like peel me off the floor. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. I think too, probably like, it's probably the same for you where of course we want to be home and we want to deal with, with these things for our kids. But some days I'm like, man, I'd love to go and be in an office and yell at adults or have awkward office conversations over this. It's the hardest job I've ever had. And I've had Mm. some weird, pretty hard jobs. (laughs) What about you, Jen, right now? So for me, I have been with my company for almost a decade, but knew my boss, my employer for 20 years uh, prior to that. I am very fortunate. I am the general manager of the company I work for. So I have a lot of flexibility in the sense of I am fortunate enough I can work from home, uh, which has always been an option in my position. However, over the last two years, that has changed drastically. I used to travel extensively for work. Our head office is in another province and we have a warehouse across the country. And I used to uh, do pop-in visits (laughs) and stay for a couple of days and be with my team. I can no longer do that. I used to travel, like I said, and two years ago at a Christmas party, I got a call from my daughter of FaceTime of her begging me to come home right now. And it was one of the hardest mama moments because I couldn't come home. I was in a different province, 12 hours away. And so I went back to the table. And in that moment, I looked at my boss and I said, I can't travel anymore. And he said, okay. And I'm very fortunate because I probably wouldn't have a job if I worked for anyone else. And to have that kind of flexibility is invaluable. So I'm very fortunate, but it requires a lot of balance as it does with everybody. I am raising Kaya by myself. Her dad contributes financially and I am very thankful and fortunate for that. So that allows me to have a full-time caregiver um, in our home and allows me to be able to do the things with Kaya that I do. So for that, I'm thankful, but I do do it by myself. So there's not another body there to kind of pick up the slack when I, when I do need to do things for work. So for that, I'm thankful as well. He is very flexible. He's always said to me, uh, at one point I was down a caregiver and I didn't have anyone to pick Kaya up from school. And he said, well, why don't you just leave every day at two o'clock? And as nice as that sounds, the pressure that I felt every day having to leave at two o'clock, knowing I have a team 
to be there for and a team to manage. Three provinces across the country. I felt leaving every day at two o'clock. I felt this pressure that I couldn't explain. And I was very thankful that he allows me to do that. And then when we moved our building to a larger facility, he actually allowed me to pick out where I wanted it to be so that I could be as close to home as, as needed. So, so awesome. as we all know, especially at yeah, right, especially yeah. moms, the phone rings a lot and you get the school calling and your heart sinks. And it's usually four out of five days a week that I would get that call and have to run and get her. So I am forever grateful for that flexibility to be able to, um, to do that because I don't know how I would do this without that kind of employer. So I'm forever grateful for him. I feel like there's that side of it, but there's also so the point where Kaya has had a seizure at school. You've talked openly about it. And if it was 20 minutes, I mean, just the daily is nice, but in crisis moments, when you have this acute situation, like mm-hmm. get me there. Yeah. yeah. You so can't very even tell me what's going on by the time you arrive in her parking lot. Like, and my, the whole team that I work with is, you know, they, they pick it up the slack when it's needed and, um, you know, it goes all ways and everyone's just there to support each other. But the, the love I feel from them about my daughter is you know, I didn't talk about it as most people don't for such a long time. And until I had my page, nobody really knew what happened in my life. Now they're all kind of going, ah, kind of putting all the pieces together, you know? And so I'm, I'm just really fortunate to work for the company that I do. And like Rachel was mentioning about time compensation, you know, my boss has always said to me, Jen, I don't care where you put your 40 hours in because I know I get 80 out of you a week. <laughs> so it was right. always this ongoing joke. He didn't care. Yesterday I was in and out and I was doing emails till 1130 at night, getting caught up on things. So it's a lot of give and take. And again, I know that I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. Lucky. What about you, Kim? So we always knew we would need to be a two income family. We bought our house when we were pretty young and I was in school when my kids were really little and the plan was going to be that I was going to be a a teacher I specifically wanted to be a kindergarten teacher that way I could work and have an income but be home like during vacation summers holidays stuff like that we wouldn't have to worry about where the kids were going to go obviously autism threw a big kinker in that because my daughter was severe at a time when there's no way she could go to a daycare. It just wasn't a possibility. They could never have handled her. So I didn't obviously get to do that. I did do two years of college and my mother-in-law used to come and help out. She used to come watch the kids while I was in school. Like I worked like, you know, Dunkin' Donuts. I worked at the video store, you know, jobs like that. And then when Alyssa went to school, I went to get a job at a daycare just as an assistant. I wasn't like a certified teacher or anything, but I was able to work while they were in school. So like that kind of worked. Although it was also difficult being with kids all day and then coming home to my kids being one with special needs, but it worked for us. And then when I end up having my daughter, Kira, it just didn't make sense because I could get a 50% discount with her at the daycare, but because I work part-time hours, it just, I was going to make out like $70 a week. And if she was sick and I didn't go to work, I was still going to have to pay. So I'd probably be negative to have someone else take care of my child. It didn't make sense at that time. So then I switched into being a stay-at-home mom, 
which was great. I got to be with her on my other kids. I was working in school, so I didn't get to be with them all the time. Um, that's the first time I got to experience that. And it was kind of good because I did the stuff with her during the day. If she was up, we could sleep while the kids were at school. And then the other kids, would, Neil and Melissa would come home. And then when I had my fourth child, Lexi, there's no way I could work because I'd be paying daycare more than I have to be home in order to get Alyssa off the van at 2.30. So it wasn't like I could even go and do a full-time job. I ended up staying home for five years. And to, towards the end of that, like I definitely, I mean, I have mental health struggles. I'm very open about, I kind of went into a depression. My sister also was really struggling with addiction at the same time. So I think the combination of those things and being at home just triggered the depression, tried different things to like help that. But ultimately I think going back to work is what helped it the most. So I just got just a job at the YMCA in their babysitting room. I could bring the girls with me. Eventually went to the job where I am now, which is at a daycare, which the plan was to work part-time, um, but part-time quickly turned into a full-time opportunity. I could bring Lexi with me, had the flexibility of leaving early a few days a week. And then my son who was now, in high school was able to watch Alyssa. Um, so that kind of changed things for us where it gave me a little more flexibility and the job is great. It's five minutes away. I started off as a teacher. Now I'm a director. I have the flexibility. Like if I need to leave, if something's going on, not only with Alyssa, but with any of my kids, you know, I'm able to leave if I need to pick them up from school and drop them off and being close to home. If I needed to get home, I can get home in five minutes. That's kind of what I think I just kind of lucked out with this daycare happening to open and the same time we live, I mean, sometimes it's locked out. Sometimes it's like, did I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I? Not being in a classroom now that I'm the director, like it gives me a little bit more leeway because it's not like I have to find someone to cover my classroom. I feel like special needs parents have to work within eight minutes of their dang home or it's not going to work. <laughs> At least one spouse, one partner. And my other, my other job is 20 minutes away. Now that seems far away. <laughs> yeah. Even thinking about maybe doing something different, it's like, how would that even work? What that look like? I mean, my daughter's 24, but she still can't be left alone. This is lifelong. Yeah, for for me, it like oh, the working stuff is hard. You know, I've spent so much time and energy getting my law license, becoming an attorney. I put in blood, sweat, and tears to pass the bar exam. On my first shot, by the way, anyone listening, <laughs> I'm going to give myself a gold star for that. Lots yeah, of hours girl. of study. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't um, surprise us. <laughs> <laughs> but when we had Nixon, I owned my own practice with a law partner and you have to hustle business as well as do lawyering. And luckily during that time, when I went back to work, my husband was getting his master's degree. And so we decided, you know, he should just do school and then he stayed home with our son. So we didn't have to leave him until he was about eight months old with anyone else. And so we'd kind of trade off hours. The thing about working in my own practice is that I couldn't like maneuver my own schedule a little bit. Court doesn't really allow you to do that. But if I didn't have court or whatever, I could schedule things the way that I needed to schedule things. And then it just became too much. It was too much it wasn't working for us. The grind of it all, you're constantly thinking about work when you own your own practice. You're constantly having to answer calls and emails. And, you know, my law partner was great. He tried to be as flexible as he could with me and supportive of, you know, my home life. He didn't have any kids at the time. And so I decided to go into government work, which also provided us with insurance, which thank God for that, because mm -hmm. we need that business 
like crazy mm-hmm. now, you know, <laughs> and my husband got finished his master's degree, uh, but I started out in litigation. And so I was doing trials and that was challenging in a different way. You know, like my, if you have a trial, you're thinking about it constantly, the yes. facts of it, when you're in the shower, when you're at home, you know, for me, I was representing parents and dependency actions. So whether they were ever going to see their kids again, you know, it's pretty heavy duty stuff as far as the decisions that are being made. So I found that for my brain, pretty challenging to be a mom and have space for my son at the time. And then a position opened up in where I am now, which is less litigation and more, you know, courtroom time for sure. But it provides me a space to be at home when I'm at home. And I still find it a struggle though. Like the childcare has been so challenging for us. We went through nanny shares. We did daycare. We got lots of calls from the daycare for both of our kids about how they weren't necessarily fitting into the classrooms. And before we had diagnosis for either one of them and emotionally it was just taxing. You know, I felt like I'm not making the right decisions by working. I'm not making the right decisions by them being in places that don't fit what they need and what they're learning. And all of that stuff was so challenging, but I'm with Jen that for me, my, my, my mental health, being able to go to a place where I am just Tabitha, that's it. You know, I'm still a mom obviously, and I still have to deal with mom stuff, but I get to be just in a place where I feel like I know what I'm doing somewhat on some days, you know, for the most part, I have an expectation of how it's going to be for that day. I don't have to like, when I'm at home, it's so, you know, we live as special needs parents in this world of like, we don't know what's happening on the day to day. We don't know what calls we're going to get, who's going to pick up the kids and the hours realistically for even when our son starts school, school only goes till three o'clock. Like what, what do you do then? You know, or if you, for us, we had developmental preschool before this and it was like two hours a day, you know, you have to figure out someone who's going to come pick up your kids and, and all of that. So it was really hard in that space to decide what we were going to do. And for me to decide and my husband, now he works from home, which is actually more helpful (laughs) because someone's always here. Like if we do get a call from the school, he's 10 minutes away from the kids program. And I'm about the same 15, 10, 15 minutes away from the program where I work now. And so if we do get a call, we can figure out who can go pick up the kids or whatever. It's a little bit better, but it is still like for you guys, do you find the emotional balance of wanting something for yourself, not necessarily like your work, but knowing that you need a space where you can be you outside of the home and deciding whether you were going to do that, did you f- have a lot of weighing options for that? Especially if you have someone else, you know, like I feel like a lot of times moms make the decisions on what they're going to do for work just naturally. I mean, it just goes that way for some reason. Our our choices were kind of sort of, it felt very made for us in a sense. At one point in like our best flow, Celie was four years old. She was at a daycare three or four days a week, depending on how it was going. Like we started at three, added the fourth, took the fourth away. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I basically like that daycare closed 
and we never transitioned. Like it was brutal. We were in a very, very small town in Wisconsin at the time. And when that daycare closed, it flooded the rest of the, any opportunity. And at that point, I think we maybe had the diagnosis of ASD and ADHD, but we were trying to like gear up for pre-K and thought that was just going to be awesome. We ended up moving before that. She went to a home daycare for a blip of which she left uh, to go, go to my work. She just wanted to walk to my work to see how I was doing, uh, which is not super cool for five. And it was just like lots of that. Like maybe I could keep my part-time job and they can be flexible and I can bop in at night to complete those emails that never got done because somebody called and I need to go get Sealy. But it just like upon moving here and having the transition so tough with the tr- the tra- trauma of transferring everything in her life for her. It's just not, it is not in our cars. <laughs> like there was never a choice necessarily. It was just like, we've been reacting the whole time in regards to my job. My husband has a great job who we always have gone with his insurance, but it took a long learning curve of financially understanding how to nest, how, how to make this work. And we've had the privilege of getting some help from my folks. Uh, we live in a house that my parents own, you know, we've had to adjust our sales so much. This is not like a, Hey, Rach, what do you really think? Do you want to stay home? Like, would yeah. you like, to, you want to be a stay-at-home mom? No, it's like yeah. nobody can manage doing 35 different finger paints in the way that my daughter needs with the attention to safety. And yes, she can charm for a while, but she's going to need help. And so when that line breaks down, are you going to ask us to leave or are we going to have to feel like we should, or it's just too much. It's too much. I think too, like, even for my husband who does work, I mean, we met in film school. Our goal was to eventually be filmmakers and freelance type of things. And that's just not an option for us. We have to have insurance. Yeah. It's not like most people where it's like, okay, well, if we start a new job or we have a couple months without insurance, that's okay. Like we need insurance no. daily. My son's in a, <laughs> a therapy daily. So it takes away options with that as well. And I think for me, something I didn't really expect was dealing mentally with not working and not contributing. I think that's why I do overcompensate. I say yes to a lot of little things that to contribute money to our house because I feel like, I don't know, part of me probably feels inadequate because I'm not contributing. And that's just something I didn't think about. Or when we're at a party all the time, people are like, oh, so what are you doing? And I'll be like, well, I'm just at home. And they're like, oh yeah, I, I we were at a wedding well, this was like a couple years ago now, but this girl we had known who was an actress and from film school, she's talking to me and she's like, so what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm just home with my kids. My daughter was a newborn at this point. And she's like, oh, well, that's good. You probably get to watch a lot of TV so you can, yeah. so you can no. get ideas for, for making movies and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm Nobody's watching on. TV. <laughs> Nobody's watching TV. That, like people think less of you. Yeah. Um, because you don't have a career or a real job. And I would, I would love to say like, oh, that's just me putting that on myself. But people really do think less of you. They're like, oh, you're just, you're just at home with the kids watching TV and eating bonbons. I wish that I, I am eating the bonbons, but I'm not watching. <laughs> Always said I love my daughter more than anything in the world, as do parents. I go to work. Hats off to stay at home parents because that's not my gig. I mean, I love her. I love being with her. I miss her every second I'm away from her. But 
as Tabitha and I were both both saying, it's it's literally what probably keeps me in a good mental health space because yeah. I leave my home, I go to work, I can sit in my office and listen to YouTube, like I said, and answer my emails. And it's about I would love to accomplish. Drink a hot coffee. Drink a hot coffee. I think yeah. it's just always that struggle, no matter what, because working definitely like I couldn't imagine myself being home. Like I could imagine it while I'm working and I'm like, oh, I'd love just to be home. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would get old and like after two or three weeks, I would be not know what to do with myself. But, but then working so hard too, because it's like sometimes so much of your energy is already used up by the time you get home, you don't have a lot left to give to your family and to your kids. That is a part that I find difficult too, because depending what your job is, like my, a lot of my mental energy, I mean, I run a busy daycare. I run, you know, 15 to 18 staff daily and 50 to 60 kids and parents. And on some days aren't that bad and some days are busy. And it's just sometimes by the time I get home, I just don't have that mental energy to give my family I mean the kids are getting older now so it's not as bad but or even to my husband like sometimes it's like I just want to like I don't want anyone to bother me me. I remember feeling like that like I was out of words like please don't please don't Mm -hmm. I have choice fatigue I've got boss pulls around fatigue I've got answers but now I'm dieting on top of it so you really don't talk to me unless you have (laughs) on the table (laughs) get into the length of this Kimmy (laughs) (laughs) then yeah I don't know. And I think that even though there is judgment, I totally agree with Jamie about like staying at home. Like it's like, oh, but there's also judgment for parents at work. It's like you get the other side of it where it's like, I'm terrible at everything. Like I forget stuff. I don't turn stuff in. I don't return emails. It's just, I'm just so bogged down with all that stuff. So it's like, then you feel like mom for like, not, I miss teacher parent conference. I just forgot about Like didn't go to teacher conferences a couple of years in a row. Um, so it's like, but it's like you're stretched so far. Like you're, for five yeah, you're, you're pulled in so many different directions. It's really hard. And then I try to work with my daughter and she has speech therapy virtually. So then we have to do that. And it's just, you know, and then my other daughter, like her 504 hasn't been renewed in a year so it's like it's just so much sometimes having a caregiver people used to be like well that must be nice i'm like well i don't go out ever i don't leave my home so yeah i need a i need a caregiver for me (laughs) to help me do all (laughs) these things listen susie's amazing there's no one that folds a better load of laundry than that blessed woman but now Mm -hmm. i couldn't put kaya in a daycare i i just wouldn't put her in a verbal but she can't tell me specific things if asked so yeah. you know home or, or you kind of go that route mm-hmm. there's really no in between on it yeah well and I think that mom guilt either way is so hard it's like if you're working you you're losing in ways if you're not working you're losing in ways you know I feel stuck and poor all the time because <laughs> I can't you know I'm paying for all these therapies and not you know you know, my husband's the only yeah. one bringing money in and it's just, you feel crappy no matter what. And I remember that too, Jamie. Like I remember feeling bad because like my husband worked, would work like three jobs. He eventually stopped. Did it, Neil? Yeah. yeah. But, it, but so- Need a practice then, for home. And then, yeah, exactly. And then like, I'd be pissed if like he came home and wouldn't watch a TV show with me. It's hard. James, I have to say one thing that I've learned. I'm probably like a good three years into losing my career. Like it was, it was a slow process three and a half years in, but we're, we're, I'm a stay at home mom period. One of your least favorite words is just, just try melatonin, just whatever. I'm not just anything. 
So when somebody asks me, I try really hard not to say I just stay home because it diminishes this thing. I say that I'm Seely's teacher. I am the laundry bitch. I am the meal cooker. I am the plate picker upper. I am the punching bag. <laughs> like there yeah. is a lot to this. I mean, I will say anytime I'm talking to somebody, Celie's with me. And so th- th- she's like running around like a hurricane and they're like, oh, you do that <laughs> <laughs> all day. <laughs> it looks like a job. Let your kids buck a minute next time they ask you that question. <laughs> yeah. But it's well, like I- at the same time, no. I don't think that I would have been able to work because the stay at home times were her hottest times. I feel like even if I worked, I would have constantly been called home. That's just really hard too when you have kids that are behavioral and kids that you know can't regulate can't be safe and they're busy when they're busy well it's not like you can hire a high school kid to watch her after school not saying every day is a horrible day but like you're also dealing with a lot of stuff I remember being so scared to be home with four kids like her plus three other kids by myself like how am I gonna do this like how can I possibly do this it's like like Neil get me a nanny I need an assist the ratio is off in this house (laughs) but like what Jamie said it's tough because like when you're not work, when only one person's working, then the money's not there. So it's like, you yeah. can't, and then you can't even do anything. So it's yeah. like, you know, so then you're dealing with those struggles on top of the struggles of just being at home by yourself. Like it's hard. And sometimes he wouldn't come home until 11 o'clock at night. So like, it's not like a, he'd be You make him sound like he's hustling. I just want to just defend my poor friend, Neil and his Nike shoes. <laughs> he was home because... at 11 because he went from job to job to job, like a damn worker of three jobs. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. when I was, what I was dealing he with was home till 11. And dealing with aggression and dealing with tantrums and dealing with self-injury and dealing with toddlers and infants and all of those things. And it was just a lot. So I didn't get that reprieve of like, oh, he'll be home at five and then I can have a break. Like it didn't yeah. stop. And my kid doesn't sleep. So it's not even like I can be like, oh, well, she'll go to bed at eight or nine. No, she didn't go to bed. She still hasn't gone to bed ever in her life. <laughs> She's still not. She's still not sleeping. Like- it's a mental <laughs> thing too, that you're at home all the time. You're never talking to adults. You're, mm-hmm. you know, it's so like all the time with my, like he would go out for like work lunches and I'm like, what was it like <laughs> going to a restaurant and talking to a grown up? Like you're always with like, wait did you kids. use a metal fork <laughs> what'd you eat what was it yeah. like what'd you guys talk about yeah I think I I relate to Kim in the way with the mind space of like for me I feel like I have eight days in one I feel like there's the morning grind getting the kids to every place that they need to go lunches need to be packed then I go to work and my work is to taxing emotionally. It just is. I'm dealing with people who have mental health problems, who have drug addictions, who, you know, are asking for your help and you want to help them and you need to put in the energy to help them because I have a law license I have to protect and do a good job, you know, and you just feel like you want to help them. And then I come home, pick up kids, do dinner, put everyone to bed. It's just like eight, eight days wrapped into one for us and I think for us both people are working and so it's like who's gonna do the house chores who's gonna do the laundry who's gonna shop you have to do all of that stuff on top of a 40 hour week of work and we kind of didn't really have a choice either of having someone stay home like we had to figure it out because you know we need insurance we have student loans we have financial obligations where we just could not afford to live off of one income. We couldn't, there's no way. And I felt at times when I put my kids into daycare, I'm like, I'm paying all this money for freaking daycare. And I don't even get to be with my kids. You know, it's just crazy. It's really, 
the emotional strain of that like like you said Tabitha like I remember those mornings are really hard for Alyssa especially yeah when she was younger because she didn't sleep so she'd be exhausted so it would be a literal battle and yeah. screaming it was just horrible it's like literally felt like I put eight hours of work in before I even left for work yes you know I go into work like I already went through a battle well and that's the thing is like you have to fit everything in no matter what right like mm-hmm. all of our providers and people that work with our children work eight to five too and so it's like how am I going to make evaluations how am I going to do school IEPs I only get so much PTO every year you know like we have to have these meetings all of that stuff is just like well to go back to last episode you're doing all those appointments for your kids you have no like you can't be like oh well I need to go to the dentist right so I need to take another two hours off mm-hmm. it's all you know that stuff's all taken up because there's so many appointments and things to do yeah and for me it's always like the emotional ride that's the hardest because I mm-hmm. have to put in so much energy if my kids are having a bad day then I feel bad dropping them off in the morning you know like I don't have an option mm-hmm. to just be like oh I'm gonna nurture you and be your mother today because you're having a hard time getting to school like I don't really have that option and so that is really emotionally challenging for me um, especially with our son because he's very sensitive uh, spirit and so some days he's just like he's off and then I have to go drop him off somewhere and be like good luck I mean, you know, like I have to go to work and your dad has to go to work and, you know, we don't really have a choice to stay at home and, you know, just let you be, which I wish we could, but we just can't. So that part of it is really hard for me. And two, I went through stages where I felt like I wasn't doing anything well. I was like, not Wait, doing... that ends? Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, it's still no. like... I'm not doing well at home. I'm not balancing work. I'm not making all the calls I need to make to get everything set up. You know, all of that stuff with work is just, it is, it's a crazy thing. I don't know if there's even a real good choice either way. <laughs> you it's know, like, you just do what you yeah. got to do type of thing. And it's, I totally get what you're saying. It's like, you don't, everything's falling short in every area because like you're just stretched yeah. thin. You're trying to be everything for all people. And yeah. You can't do it. I have an you. employer and I still feel that way. I mean, my boss is six or whatever. <laughs> yeah. For me, like I, I mean, right now I watch another child every day with my daughter and I feel like my house is constantly a disaster. I always have at least mm-hmm. two kids around, two little kids. And so I just feel like, I mean, I'm sure for you moms that work out of the home too, it's like, who has time to like clean after all this? They just dump things everywhere and they do this and this. And I'm like, my life is constantly picking up things and constantly (laughs) doing laundry, taking care of other people's children too. Like Kim was talking about, you're like, it's not really a break. It is different in ways. I do believe that children act differently for different caretakers, but it's just like not a break from parenting when you're just parenting someone else's child. And I hate to tell you this, but it just gets worse. Like when they're teenagers, they're bigger slobs and toddlers because then they're like, (laughs) cooking stuff but like there's stuff everywhere there's you know now they're making even more of a mess it's like oh my goodness and they're not as cute anymore to make up for it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel like too with um this autism diagnosis that we've had for both of our children for me personally my job sometimes can feel like worst case scenario 
for our future in certain ways. And so if I have a client that I can connect with in my personal life, just because of their demeanor or their story or whatever the case is, you know, these people have parents, these people have people that they, that love them and, and care for them and were there or not, you know, I don't know, generally their life paths can be not the best. But you know what I mean? Like I have a struggle with looking down the track of if things don't end the way that I hope that they do. And I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen with my children, but it's just there. It's in the background. You know, I'm watching it every day. And so that part of my work can be very taxing on me sometimes. And then when I go home, it's like hard emotionally to leave it at work. And even if I just even hear the word autism, from my clients or their family, I'm just like, okay, (laughs) let me brace myself for what's coming next. And I think just overall, I mean, for all of us, I think it's the fact that just for parents in general, but I think really for us, like we're locked down with insurance, we're locked down with our time. It just takes away so many choices. So like even tabs within your career, you're kind of stuck where you are because of it, you know? And, And that's how I feel like, I just feel like that choice has been taken away. This is where I'm at. This is the decision I made in the beginning. So I'm kind of stuck here at least for now. And who knows how much longer And you can't be on the search for what's going to, what career or job is going to make you happiest. You're just where you're at. And that's hard. Yeah. And I agree with that, Jamie, because like I've, you know, being at the same place for 12 years, doing the same thing. Sometimes I'm like, sometimes I don't know if I'm ready to do something different or I'm still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. But like, <laughs> I also know it's going to be really hard to find a job in a job that has the flexibility I need. It is the balancing. It's like so mind blowing. And it always feels like a constant thing. Like there's always something changing, you know, any person who stays home or works has challenges. If you have children involved in the situation, it just is, it's hard. It really is hard. Well, I feel like this could be a whole series girls. Cause the stuff that plays into this is how did you mm-hmm. get the resources? How do you access finding the right place? Cause yeah, I mean, just as we close this episode, I, if you're a special needs mom trying to figure out how to make this choice, we know that there's a lot that goes into it. Like there is a lot that goes into it and there's a lot that takes away opportunities or brings them, but there are cool small business owners. There's a great way to write a resume to make it look like special needs momming is carrying the torch of many and superheroing all day long. So you can get back into the workforce. Like there are ways to navigate opportunities. Yeah. And the choice that you're making, it will work itself out, you know? You always make it work. Because your kid's going to run away from daycare and show up at your work. (laughs) Mom, are you done with work? Well, yes, honey, I am. Yeah. Forever. (laughs) Yes. So this is just a little tip of of the iceberg on work. We just wanted to do a quick introduction on, you know, what, where we are now. We're going to dive into some of these more complicated concepts around work and, you know, stay tuned for that. Coming at you, episode five, no reservations. We're going to, yes, talk a little bit more and close out our series. So um, we'll catch you for that one. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us at the table for episode four of our second series, The Mixtape of Us. Make sure to join us for episode five. Where are we from? Learn a little bit more about us and how we came together. 
To join in on the conversation, make sure you check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash table for five podcast. We'll see you soon.